hey, hey, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, the Capacity Coach, Nicole Roan, and I am so glad that you're here. This is the safe space where we talk openly and honestly about all the things that can come up as we try to juggle our competing priorities, manage self-care, work in our businesses and or in the corporate space and intentionally work on managing our capacity so that we can show up in excellence in every single room that we walk in, aka be able to flow and flourish, hence the name of the podcast. We believe that when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. And this podcast is dedicated to giving you the tips, tools, resources, all those things that you need to be able to do just that. Now, if this is your very first time here, then welcome to the sister friend tribe of like-hearted, like-minded women who are on a journey similar to yours. We are all here to get our capacity together, okay? In order to do that, we use five different areas of flow to help you be able to manage it all. So create that work-life balance that's going to be ideal for your specific situation and ultimately just walk the talk. Now, more information on those five areas of flow can be found at the very beginning of this podcast. So episodes one through five, I believe. So make sure that you tap into those so that we are all working from the same foundation as we collectively increase our capacity for sustainable success. If you've been here before, then welcome back, sister friend. I'm so glad that you choose to tune in and spend your time and energy with me. You already know that I do this for you because when one of us wins, we all win. Now, before we get into the episode today, I do have to let you know that This episode is being brought to you by the Capacity Calculator. Yes, the Capacity Calculator is a free tool that allows you to really check in on what really is on your plate and what are you making a priority in your personal or professional life. If you've never taken it before, then I invite you to go ahead and take it today. And even if you have taken it before, take it again because our capacity shifts based on the season that we're in. All of the details can be found on my website or right here in the show notes. So make sure you take advantage of this absolutely free capacity calculator tool that I created for all of us to be able to flow and flourish. All right, let's get into this episode. LaToya Matthews is a healing coach, retreat host, best-selling author, transformational speaker, prayer warrior, and curse breaker. After years of dealing with shame and guilt, LaToya rediscovered the hope and freedom that she now hopes to help other women accept and treasure. Whether she's speaking on stage or podcasts, she transcends a message of love and empowerment. Her mission is to provide a sacred space for women to find meaning in their hurt. Through telling her story, writing, and serving as a coach and speaker, she helps women discover the gem they are. LaToya believes every woman is a unique gem God created to shine bright throughout the earth. Please help me welcome Miss LaToya to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Miss LaToya Matthews, welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast, sis. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Nicole, for having me. It's an honor. You are so welcome. Now, listen, I know that we have been following each other. We've been in the same kind of circle. We were laughing when we talked before about how, although we weren't actually in P2P together, you were in command the stage. I think you said you were in the very first cohort, right? Yes, the very Uh, first one. 
but that we've been so intentional about connecting with each other. And so as I do this series this month on women making history, I absolutely knew that I needed to have you in here. So thank you again (laughs) for being here. (laughs) When I got your DM, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, because I've been waiting to, you know, talk with you because like you said, we really haven't had the chance to really connect, but we've been in the same space. So this is just divine timing. Yes, ma'am. So with us, you know, I've already given you a intro with your bio and whatnot, but tell us about, you know, what you do, why you do it, how you got into this space, and we'll go from there. Well, my name is D. Latoya Matthews. Because Hold on, I y'all. D. Latoya Matthews. Okay. D. Latoya you, Matthews. Listen, you got to put D in front of it. D. Latoya Matthews. Yes, because I truly live by that first Peter scriptures that says you are royalty. You are a royal priesthood, right? And so when the king comes in or the queen comes in, they say the queen Elizabeth, right? So I honor the title of royal priesthood. I take that to heart. So my name is D. Latoya Matthews and I am a healing coach. I am a best-selling author. I am the host and founder of the Free Woman Retreat and the Free Woman Program. And I'm also a wife, a mother, intercessor, you know, the many titles that come with Mm -hmm. it. But most of all, I am the daughter of the most high. And so that's my first and foremost, you know, title above anything else. And so I became a healing coach. It was by accident, right? I say by accident. because Tell me about this. (laughs) I say by accident, because when I started command the stage in March of 2020, I can't believe that was two years ago in March. I started coming to stage and I knew that God was telling me that it was time to tell my story. You know, I wasn't ready for that because I was just like, look, nobody's talking about this. Mm-hmm. So I joined command the stage just to tell my story. And Patrice, of course, gathered me together in command the stage. So <laughs> I began to tell my story. And out of nowhere, I had women come to me and say, oh, my God, can you help me? Like, I want to be healed as well from these things that has happened in my past. And so it was just like coaching was nowhere on the radar for me. I just wanted to tell my story out of obedience, right? Because, you know, Mm. Patrice talks about radical obedience. So I just wanted to be obedient in telling my story. And just women out of nowhere just started contacting me, asking me to help them. My very first client was out of Belgium. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going international. I've gone international. And then that wasn't even intentional. And so I've helped women in New Zealand and the Netherlands. And so just like these many places as well as in the States. And so that's why I say by accident, because coaching was never on my radar. And Mm -hmm. it's just a gift that now I know that got placed inside of me that is being developed. So, yeah. First of all, I didn't know you went international overnight. The international healing coach, Latoya Matthews. Okay. Yes. That is so amazing. And it speaks to what God can and does do, right? Even when you're not planning on it and it's not, you know, on your radar. Now I know what you do, but talk to us about, you know, the healing. What are you helping women to heal through from and manage? So I've changed my bio a couple of times, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I help restless post-abortive women of faith walk in freedom and forgiveness as they reconnect with God. Because ultimately, when we have tragedy, when we have that trauma that happens in our lives, we become disconnected not only from ourselves, but from our relationships with God. 
And so I ultimately am helping women to heal their relationship with God, heal their relationship with themselves and reconnect with themselves and with God. And I do believe that it's in that order, you know, heal first and then reconnect, heal with God first, then reconnect with God. And then when we're able to do that, then we're able to heal and reconnect with ourselves. And that's ultimately what I do, helping women become free and just truly not free to do what you want to do, but free Mm -hmm. to live the life that was destined for you. Yeah. And that's so important. You know, you said not free to do what you want to do, but to live that life that was destined for you. And I know so many times I have stood in my own way, right? And as women, we tend to do that. And so what has freedom looked like for you? How have you done this in your own life? Well, for me, and I want to tie this into two things that I talk about in the program that I take my women through. Mm-hmm. I say there's two type of women. There is the conditioned woman mm-hmm. and the free woman. Okay. The conditioned woman and the free woman. The conditioned woman wants to do things on her own, but the free woman knows she needs help. The conditioned woman tries to control things in her life, but the free woman surrenders to what God wants to do. And so those are two main areas in my life that I was conditioned in, and we're all conditioned in something, but to be free in that thing is just like, I had to ultimately say, you know what, the things that happened in my past I felt like people were trying to control my life that ultimately led me to hindering and putting off that relationship with God to say, you know, you can't have control of this. Mm -hmm. And so I was conditioned to say, you know what, I'm going to control my life. I know what I want the outcome of this to look like. Not only having that control, but I didn't realize that it was hindering me because it was safe. It was comfortable. And I was afraid. And ultimately, that's what control is fear of the unknown of the future, right? Fear of what's going to come next because I didn't know what my life would look like on the other side of freedom, on the other side of healing. And so sometimes we don't make that move because we're afraid of what's on the other side of this. And so I found myself just stuck, really being in this place, felt like I was being punished for a decision that I had made instead of knowing that I had already been forgiven, that I had already been promised these things. I just had to walk in it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, healing was unlearning some things, relearning who I was, and ultimately mm-hmm. learning what healing was to me. You know, I'm taking notes because you just said so much, right? Like from the conditioned woman, you talked about how, you know, that's where that control is. And you went on to talk about how the fear is behind that. And as someone who is, and I can say this because I know we are in a safe space, you know, I'm a recovering control freak, right? Because I've had things happen that were beyond my control. So my natural instinct is, you know what, if I control this, then this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to let X, Y, and Z. And so for us to really be able to step back and understand, you know, as crazy as it sounds, we still say it out loud. I'm going to control this. But at the end of the day, we're not the ones in control. He is. Exactly. He is. And so really being able to make that connection, you know, this for me is both heart flow and faith flow, right? Yes. Yes. Understanding how that lack of connection to the creator impacts how we operate on a daily basis. And then it's also about being honest with yourself about what is happening in your heart. What are you still holding on to guilt, shame, resentment, all of those different things for, 
and healing through that. Yes. Because I believe, and I say all the time, you can't fix what you won't face and really being able to look both of those things in the face. Right. Right. Um, it's funny. I just recorded a podcast and talked about how women's history month within this year is really celebrating both healing and hope. And wow. so having you on here to talk about this healing, I believe that first of all, it's a journey, right? Yes. Like it's not a destination. So talk to me a little bit about that and your experience as whether it's yourself or with your work and other clients, talk about healing as a journey. Healing as a journey. My healing journey started over almost 19 years ago in 2003. I was, you know, what the elders would call out in the streets being fast. (laughs) (laughs) I was out in the streets (laughs) doing things that I had no business doing. And I was doing these things and I just felt my body getting tired. I was like sleeping all the time. Being naive had no clue. And my cousin was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, girl, you tripping. Like, Mm -hmm. stop playing. And so I went to the health department and took the pregnancy test. And she told me those three words that I was not looking forward to, that I never thought that I would hear at 18. You are pregnant. And I don't even know what she said after then. It was just like the teacher from Charlie Brown, like, womp, 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 womp. womp. That's all I heard. And I was like, you know, I have a lot of things going on. I felt like my relationship with my mom wasn't well. It wasn't in the place that I would have liked it to be. And I had scholarships to play basketball and to play tennis. I had these things. I was getting ready to start college. So I was like, there's no way that a baby could fit in the picture of all of this. And Mm -hmm. so I found myself sitting in the abortion clinic waiting to have the abortion. I walked in and there's like the protesters standing outside. So I'm walking in with my head low, praying that nobody would see me. And I'm just like, I don't even know what my mind frame was, but I just knew that this was the decision that was right for me at the time. And so I had the abortion. And then after the abortion, I went school shopping. And it was just like, I guess, I don't know what my frame of mind was, but I just went school shopping. And that night I got home and everything just came crashing down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, what did I just do? And I found myself praying over the next 10 years, asking for forgiveness every night, asking God for forgiveness. And about 10 years later, 10, 12 years later, my pastor introduced us to this book called The True Measure of a Woman by Lisa Bevere. And she asked two questions in that book. And I don't know about y'all, but you always have that one book that kind of stops you in your tracks, that flips your life upside down. And that book did that for me. And that's how I knew that it was time to start healing. She asked two questions. And the first question was, what is it in your closet that you need to clean out? And the second question was, what do you have to offer to others? And I said, I was in the room, sitting in our master bedroom on that queen bed. And all of a sudden, the room just got small. Shrunk in on you, huh? Just shrunk in on me. And I knew that that was God telling me, it's time to clean out that that stained piece called abortion. Like, it's time for you to heal from this. And that second question, when I got to, what is it that you have to offer to other people? Like it was just like a river of tears that just flooded my face because I was like, I don't have anything to offer anybody because of that decision. It made it like sucked all the life out of me. It just drained me of every ounce of confidence and every ounce of worth that was instilled in me. It was like depleted. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I have nothing to offer anybody. 
And I was like, Lord, why would you put me here if there was no purpose for me? And so I told her the answers that I put down and she was like, sweetie, let me tell you. She was like, when you prayed the very first time, God forgave you. Mm. And it was like, nobody knew, but I had this pain in my stomach that was kind of a reminder of what I had done. And so I had this pain in my stomach, you know, for those 10 plus years. And when she told me that it was like the space that I needed to heal. And like, God knew that I needed to hear those words, not only from her, you know, he knew that I couldn't receive it for myself, mm -hmm. but he had someone to come in that was loving, that was understanding and had compassion to tell me this. And when she told me that from that day forward, I never felt the pain in my stomach anymore. Mm. You broke free. I broke free. And it was the gift that I needed. And I call it the gift of forgiveness. It was like, in hindsight, it's like, when you receive a gift, do you just leave it under the tree? Or do you leave it on the island? Do you just leave the gift there unopened? And I had left the gift there unopened. But that day, I received the gift and I opened it. And I got my freedom that I needed. And my healing journey started from there. And I remember in 2019, going to Confidence Activated with Rachel Luna. And I knew that God was telling me to tell my story. But I ran because I was like, I'm not ready for the ridicule. I'm not ready to be judged. And the voice just kept getting louder. And I remember asking Tiffany Montgomery, how do you talk about something so taboo in business? Mm -hmm. And she was like, you just talk about it. <laughs> you just open your mouth, right? <laughs> just talk about it. And even that moment of sharing, I ran out of the room immediately because I was like, what in the heck, Latoya? <laughs> you just put your whole self out there to ask this question. Mm -hmm. And I got to the outside and the amount of support and the women that came up to me and said, I had one too. It was like God confirming, like, this is why I need you to tell yeah. your story because of the women who are secretly hurting, who are secretly dealing with the shame and guilt of this situation. And not only that, but God was just like, there are women who need to hear your story because though they may not have had a physical abortion, they had things in their lives that have tried to abort their destinies. Mm, and so they need now. to know that the divorce, you know, will not abort their destiny. They need to know that the bankruptcy will not abort their destiny. The things that they've been faced with, no matter what it was, God was like, I just need you to tell your story so that they know that there's still a possibility, that there's still destiny, that there's still purpose on the inside of them and to not let their past abort their future. Ma'am. We could stop recording right now <laughs> because you just, oh my gosh, so, 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 so much. First and foremost, thank you for your vulnerability, right? To talk about it. Thank you for your obedience to stand up and of course, talk about something that is so taboo that could put you in the middle of being judged. And as someone who's been through your situation as well, I relate to that completely. And so I had to learn how to heal from that amongst other things, but just you being able to walk in that obedience and understand how you sharing your story is tied to the healing and refreshing of other people that are around you is amazing. And I'm so glad that I have you on here, you know, for this women making history series, because there are so many of us that are dealing with exactly what you described and I call as these secret struggles, right? secretly struggling, you know, with whether they've had a physical abortion, 
whether they are on the verge of losing their house, whether their marriage is on the rocks, whether they are secretly struggling with, you know, wondering if they are good enough mom, like all of those different things. And similar to you, I kind of came into my own healing process. I want to say in 2019, 2020, when I realized that I had been holding on to the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment of number one, staying in an abusive relationship way longer than I should have. I've kept on carrying that and then becoming a mom at 19, right? So much of that played into how I saw myself, how I allowed others to treat me. And it was just, it was so, so heavy. And so when you say you get free, when you heal and you get free, that thing is real. It is. It took me to go to intensive therapy to the point where I didn't realize why I was having a nervous breakdown was because of all this unhealed stuff that was going on over here. Exactly. When I tell you I cried like a baby in front of all of those people that I did not know, but it freed me. It literally cleansed my soul. And then even going back to, you know, what you said about the gift, you getting that gift years ago and having somebody else you know, really be empathetic and caring and help you to remember that you got forgiveness the moment that you ask for it, right? Yes, yes. That just, it's profound. And so many times we leave that gift, like you said, under the Christmas tree or Mm -hmm. on the kitchen island or in the closet. And so healing is free and it's freeing and really being able to tap into that, you know, as you mentioned, it comes from restoring your relationship with God. So talk to me a little bit about that too. Yes. So I realized that, you know, while talking about freedom, I had to realize that freedom was going to cost me something. Mm. It was going to cost me being uncomfortable. It was going to cost me to give up those things that I said was once me. Like, no, that wasn't you. That was the scared you. That was the unhealed you. But freedom is going to cost me something. And that means that I have to give up a part of myself and those things that I have held on to. And really release it to God and to know that he can hold anything that I have. You know, he can hold anything, no matter how heavy it is. The burden was never meant for me to carry. And so that's why he sent Jesus. And it was just like, I had to restore that relationship. I was listening to this YouTube sermon by Sarah Jakes Roberts a long time ago. And one of the things that I realized was that I was walking through life thinking that I was being punished. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, you have to change your perspective instead of thinking that God is punishing you. Look at the lessons that he's trying to teach you. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately changed the way I began to see things and seeing that, you know, it wasn't like God didn't know that I was going to do this. He knows everything. It was written before I was even born, right? Mm -hmm. That these things were going to happen. But it really took me, you know, to really see the lessons in these things to restore, to say, God is looking for his daughter. Like he's looking for that relationship. So instead of running from him, run to him Mm -hmm. because he wants these things. He wants to, there is in Psalms 139, I love the TPT version. And it says that he's behind us, keeping us from the harm of our past. Mm. And it was like, if I just change my perspective on things, I know that God is there. There's lessons that I need to learn because one of the things that I had to also tell myself was what I experienced. We often experience tragedy and trauma. And it's like, 
an opportunity for us to grow intimate with God so we can share those things that were never a part of who we are and embrace those things of who we were created to be, but also get a new level of this experience of how the very nature of who we are, who we are, our being was created. Mm So going and having my abortion allowed me to shed those things that were never meant to be those things that I held on to be true, but wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I had to pray and ask God to say, give me eyes to see me as you see me. Mm. I'm about to throw throw this book. (laughs) (laughs) To see me as you see me. And that's how restoration begins. When I think of restoration, I always think about those old homes that need to be restored. Mm -hmm. The architect, the contractor, they have to have the eye to see how that building is going to be restored. Beyond the natural eye. Beyond the natural. And sometimes they got to go in and lay a new foundation. And I had to have a new foundation laid for me. I couldn't continue to move on the faulty foundation that I had. And let alone, it probably wasn't even a foundation at all. But I had to have a new foundation laid and that came with asking God to, you know, give me eyes to see myself as he saw me, because there were times where I could never see myself in what God's word said. Like I could never relate with that because of what I've been through, but I had to just allow myself, give myself permission to begin new, to start something fresh Mm -hmm. and start that relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, that's what it is. Just a fresh start in the relationship. It is. And knowing that he's not asking much, you know, of me is not conditional. There's no contract that I have to sign to say you have to do X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. Mm. Man, so much, so much. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I wrote down as you were talking is that freedom will cost you something. and you know, we can look at this in a bunch of different ways. Yes. And so as you were talking, one of the things that came up for me and that I guess kind of dropped in my spirit was the freedom of even what it is that I'm doing right now as an entrepreneur, right? Like in order for me to get to this space, I had to get on one accord with God. This was not something that I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Can I say that? Can I just look for real? I did not. I wanted to stay where I was in that HR space, getting my really nice six-figure paycheck and yes. having all those great benefits and doing those things. But because of the tragedy that I went through, you know, with my health and with my marriage, that drew me closer to God. And from that, he said, it's time for you to move on and do this over here. And so, so many times people seem to think, and I was one of those, that when you get free from your job, right? That you don't have to work as hard, you know, when you build it, they will come. So all the money just going to come flowing into you because you affirming and you praying and you doing all of these things. Yes. No, (laughs) ma'am. But the cost attached to that freedom is a lot for me. It's required me to spend more time with God than I ever have in my entire life. I'm going to just be honest because he's at the helm leading me, guiding me, helping me to understand what is my next step? Like I have to consult with him to do that. Yes. As well, you know, my time, I feel like I spend more time working on my business than I did in somebody else's job. Okay. Right. So the true freedom, you know, to be able to spend time the way that I want to, to really mm. be able to have the freedom and flexibility to change lives, to be a trailblazer and have impact. It costs a lot. 
It costs a lot. It costs so, so much. And so what I'd like you to do with that is maybe talk to us a little bit about what are some things that we can do to heal or what are some things that we can do to get free or or combine them, however you see fit. Yes. Well, one of the things that I would say is everybody desires that freedom. Everybody desires to be healed. And I would say change your perspective because a lot of people want the healing or want the change, but they don't want to change. They don't want to do the work. Is that what you're trying to do? They don't want to do the work. (laughs) They don't want to do the work. And in, in order for your circumstances to change, you have to be willing to change. And that is giving yourself permission. The things that we face in life, as long as we're here on earth, it's going to be inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to face heartache. We're going to face pain. We're going to face trials and tribulations. But it's what you do with that and how you respond in that season that matters. You know, it's how you respond to what's being asked of you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be willing to change in order for you to truly see things change in your environment. And that may taking a step of faith and leaving the toxic environment that you're in, because I've never seen a flower bloom in toxic soil. Okay, say that again. You ain't never seen the flower bloom in in toxic soil. It has to be removed from that surrounding, that pot or whatever it is, and placed in fresh soil in order for it to truly grow and bloom into what it was destined to be. And so I really want to encourage other women, men who listen to this podcast to really change your perspective on it, to see the beauty and the lessons that God is teaching you, because ultimately the lessons that we're learning are for what's to come. Mm -hmm. It's not for us, right? It didn't happen to us. It happened for us. For us, right. And one of the other things that I would say is take an internal assessment of what's really going on on the inside of you. You know, I love that. (laughs) Because one of the things that we don't realize is that we've been carrying around things for so long that it's no longer heavy to us. We don't even know that they're heavy. Mm. We're carrying them around and not realizing that words carry weight. I just got goosebumps. Somebody needs to hear that because all the words that we've heard growing up, they became literally implanted in our brains and our subconscious. And then we double that with the things that we hear as an adult, as a grown-up, and not understanding how it's connecting to the things that we heard. Words carry weight. Oh my gosh, come on now. Words carry weight. And just like you said, we have to take that internal assessment. What words have I been conditioned to keep going along with? What in my family line have I been conditioned just to accept? Mm-hmm. You know, taking that internal inventory assessment of things that has really been going on the inside of you and take notice of it. And one of the things that, you know, now that I know now that I didn't know was just like that book says, the body keeps score. Like, I didn't know that that pain I'm in my body. It. You read it <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You know, and the body keeps score. Like, I didn't know that that was unforgiveness trapped on the inside of me, causing me to feel that pain. But if I can truly and be honest with myself and take that internal assessment, that internal inventory to see, I can bring it down to the things that I like to work on. And one of the things that I like to tell my clients is, you know, usually when you ask people, what did you do today? And they say, I cleaned my house. Nine times out of 10, you probably can clean the kitchen in the living room. You didn't clean the entire house, right? (laughs) 
you probably cleaned those two things and not the whole house, (laughs) not the whole house, right? For some of us, because you have the people who truly clean the entire house. But in order for you to clean the house, you have to go room by room. And because we are trying to focus on multiple things, we're not healing in the areas, in the spaces that we are meant to heal because we're trying to do everything at once instead of taking it room by room. And that's one of the reasons why people, somebody's going to get mad at me, but I don't care. All right, safe space. (laughs) That's why I don't believe in the 21 day, you know, habit maker, right? Because if you've developed this habit over seven years, you're not going to be able to break that habit in 21 days. It's going to take you probably six months to a year to break that habit. So something that you perfected over the years, you're not going to be able to do that in 21 days. You just freed somebody. I don't care if somebody is upset. You freed them because they are wondering why everybody keeps telling me all it takes is 21 days to break a habit. Not when it's been a habit for 21 years. For 21 years. And so that's why you've been carrying it. And that's why you don't know how it feels to be free. It's been heavy for you, but used to carrying it for so long. You don't even know what it feels like to be free because you're trying to work on multiple things instead of just focusing on one thing. What's that cliche? You know, you could be jack of all trades. Something I know what you're talking about. Jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, and we're trying to work on too many things. And when we don't see that it's working, we get frustrated and we stop because you're trying to do something in a time frame that is not ideal, that is not realistic. Now, you know, I'm loving this because with capacity and all of these different areas of flow, right? This is exactly what you're talking about. It's working on, for example, what's going on in your heart flow before you try to work on your cash flow, your faith flow, come on, health flow, all of those different things. You have to start with one. Start with one. The importance is recognizing that something is off. This is a mess and I want to get right. And our healing journey is the same way. You cannot all at the same time heal from what your mama did, what your daddy did, what you didn't do, what your sister didn't do. (laughs) Start somewhere and complete that. Like I was listening to my pastor over the weekend and he was talking about how exciting it is for us to start things. But how many things have you completed? Exactly. What have you finished? We are the masters of starting, but not finishing. Because we want the fast. And that's where people get it wrong too with healing. It's like you want the symptom, but you don't want the cure. You want to heal the symptom, but you don't want the cure that can heal it all. Mm, you don't want to dig that root up. You don't want to You don't want to dig thing. it up. And so many of us are taking care of the symptoms instead of getting the cure. Oh, get to the root of why you do this. And it's it's typically tied to unhealed issues, unhealed exactly. things. And I want to say to anybody who has not read The Body Keeps the Score, I'm going to need you to put that on your reading list. I almost want to do a book club. I'm so serious because this also embodies capacity, right? Yes. Because we don't realize all the things that, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally are taking up our capacity because we haven't healed from them. We think they're gone and done, but we just put right. them in a box. And until something triggers it, Exactly. You, know, you don't realize how that's spilling over and impacting how you show up at work, how exactly. you show up in your relationships, how you show up in your relationship with God, right? Exactly. Because ultimately you're trying to outwork your past. Girl, <laughs> come on now. And that's why there's nothing wrong with having the accolades. There's nothing wrong with having the degrees. 
But ultimately, some of us are working just so our present can outshine the past, right? So that you know, I don't want you to know what I've been through because I want you to make sure that you know my life is perfect. I want you to see the good parts mm. of it. And we're trying to outwork the past instead of facing it head on. Because those same bricks that you built a wall behind that is keeping God out, by faith, you built that. And by faith, now it's time to tear it down so that it can be a bridge that you cross over to go into your next. I came with you. Goosebumps all over the place. ma'am. Listen, if y'all don't know by now, y'all need to come on and get with the Latoya Matthews, because even just listening to you today, I promise you, there are areas of my own life that I haven't addressed fully that I need to and understanding how that's keeping me from my next level. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to take down those bricks and let it all come out so that I can continue to elevate, to grow and to help other people. I know, I don't know where I've heard it. Maybe it was our mentor, sister friend, Patrice, but it's something along the lines of your business is only going to grow as far as you're willing to heal. Heal. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So are you willing, how much is freedom going to cost you? Are you willing to pay the cost to be free? Mm. Are you willing to pay that cost to give up the comfortable? Are you willing to pay the cost to let go of, well, that's just how I am? That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Are you willing to do the work? And that's why I tell my clients, I'm like, I'm just a vessel being used. Like, I can't heal for you. You have to do the work to heal. You have to face, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. And so I take them through the five pillars of freedom, which Mm -hmm. is the power of peace, personal identity, pattern breaking permission to dream and practicing healthy habits. Like I believe that those five things is what leads to freedom because you got to have peace. Mm -hmm. When you don't have peace, you lose your power. AKA your mental capacity. Your mental capacity. (laughs) And then if you don't know who you are, how can you do what God has called you to do? Mm -hmm. Understanding and embracing and affirming who you are. And breaking those habits that have held you back mm-hmm. and then giving yourself permission to dream. I believe that you can live life and heal at the same time. The two doesn't have to be exclusive. They can coexist and they, they can work coexist. hand in hand. They work hand in hand. Not worried about what somebody told you you couldn't do, but embracing and knowing what God has already put in your heart mm-hmm. and then practicing those healthy habits. There's a proverb that says a comfortable bed is easy to get into than to get out of. Mm, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's yeah. easy for us to stay in that comfortable bed, especially when the time, right? It's cold outside. Listen, oh, you know. Get out of my business. You know, nothing hits like, like that winter bed. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> nothing hits like that bed in the wintertime. But it's getting out of that bed, right? Hard part. And one of the habits that I had to get myself into I had this really bad habit since this is a very safe space, a really bad habit of not fixing my bed when I got out of it, Mm -hmm. because I always live life at the fifth alarm, at the fifth snooze button. I'm jumping out of bed, running on the edge of time, (laughs) running on the edge of time. And it was like, girl, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're rushing out of the bed to get ready for work, that's how you're going to handle everything else. 
But then I had to really stop and start fixing my bed because I was like, you know what? I want to show God that I'm grateful that I have a bed to sleep in. That I'm grateful that this is a bed of peace, a bed that you got me through the night to wake up to another morning. So let me show God that I'm grateful by getting up every day to fix my bed. Mm -hmm. And after 30 days or so with doing that, you know, one thing, my husband was like, oh, the bed fixed today. And, you know, they say that how your room looks is ultimately what's happening internally. Yep. And an unbed maid makes your room look a hot mess. And that's how I was on the inside, like a hot mess. <laughs> but I started fixing my bed and it made me feel good about myself because it was like you started something and you're finishing it. And it's like, girl, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And let me add, because I'm the same way. Now, I was doing it for different reasons, but I'm connecting the two now. Right. I do believe that your outward, how you keep your home, your space is a reflection of what's going on inwardly. But also for me, getting up and making my bed every day gave me a sense of peace that no matter how crazy the world was, when I come home, my bed is made. It gives me that sense of peace. It gives me a sense of accomplishment. I did do something, like you said, from beginning to end. Yes. And so I'm going to now moving forward incorporate that it's me showing gratitude for God for getting me through the night, you know, because I say my prayers, of course, throughout the day when I go to bed and when I get up in the morning, but I never thought about it from that standpoint, right, of just making the bed. And so, girl, you listen, you done dropped so many gems. I got, look, I got a page of stuff here, okay? (laughs) I'm gonna start having Latoya-isms because, (laughs) Ma'am, oh, this has been so amazing. And I'm so grateful for all the work that you're doing to really help us heal on so many different levels. It's not just about, like we said, one area, right? It's a multitude of them, but Mm -hmm. it's picking one. It's starting there and understanding that that journey is going to look different for everybody. It's not going to be the same. So before and stop trying to DIY your healing. Girl, I said DIY is DIY is for crafts, not your healing. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> DIY is for crafts, that. not your healing. <sighs> we all need help. And it's okay to get help. I cannot deal. I knew you were hilarious, but ma'am, <laughs> DIY is for crafts, not your healing. That's why healing. We <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. So I want to get you out of here. Okay. You know, you have time. I'm trying to be respectful of time. I could talk to you all day long. We have other things that we're partnering on. So this is not the first or the last. This is not the first or the last. So, so grateful. Um, I want you to answer these couple of questions that I ask all of the guests. And then I want you to share where everybody can find you because I know that at least one listener needs to work with you so that they can begin their healing process or enhance their healing journey. And they need to stop DIYing it because their healing journey is not a craft no, project. Okay. No, ma'am. I'm going to leave We're not piecing here. together things. Okay. <laughs> like a scrapbook. We're not this just going to piece it together. No. no. Okay. <laughs> we are not right, doing not that sorry, in 2022. Y'all. No, we ain't doing that this year. We, we doing full healing and restoration. This is And healing is self-love. Love yourself enough to be healed and do it, you know, the right way. God wants you to heal. With help too. That's self-love. It is. I'm glad you said that because so many of us, 
continue to suffer in silence and don't realize the reason we're doing it is because of the guilt, because of the shame, because of the embarrassment, because we fear that nobody is going to get it or that we are going to be judged. We are all on individual healing journeys, but I guarantee you there's an overlap in something that you've been through. I've been through the next person. And until we open up and embrace get it yes. help to deal with those things, we're going to continue suffering in silence, exactly. which is going to put us at max capacity, mm-hmm. which is going to send us to early grave. Yeah, And then the earth is just going to get all the gifts that God deposited into you. That's it. So, and I want to say one last thing, yeah, because it's so important. Something that you said in the beginning of our talk, it was when you went to, you know, the group counseling. And mm-hmm. this is the thing about healing. Share it in a safe space because some of us are sharing with people that don't have our best interest in mind. And that is what's blocking the healing, the freedom from taking place. Share your story in a space of understanding where people can understand your story. That's how I was able to get free. That's how you were able to get free because people understood because they had been there. Mm -hmm. So share your story, not just with anybody, but share it in safe spaces. Mm. I'm so glad you said that, because even as I I think about when I tried to share with the people closest to me about what was going on with me, I believe mental health is a real thing. Right. And there's a stigma behind it. So when I talked about being anxious or I talked about being depressed. It reminds me of a commercial I seen yesterday that like people have all this useless information, right? Like, oh, just sleep it off or you stronger than that or just, you know, offering you all of these different things. They didn't get it. But when I got into a space where other people were struggling with the same things, not only did I feel validated, but I felt like I'm not crazy. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I can share this here and get useful tips and tools other than telling me to pray about it because prayer works, believe me, but you need some other tools in your tool bag to go with that or God wouldn't have put them here for us. So Exactly. Because when you have those spaces like that with family that don't understand, you just shut down. And when you shut down, you don't take the other step to try to even do it again. You keep suffering in silence. You keep suffering in silence. And so, you know, I pray that God gives you the discernment, whoever's listening, give you the discernment to know who to share your story with, Mm -hmm. because that's important. It is. Okay. I will talk to you all day. Let me ask you. I know. Get you on the spot of here, girl. All right. Number one, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with a 17 year old version of yourself and give her one piece of advice and one piece of advice only, what would it be and why? I would tell my 17-year-old self to get to know who she is. Mm-hmm. And I would tell her that because she didn't know who she was. We think we know at 17. We, we know it all, know. don't we? Yes. But I would tell her to get to know who she is because it's going to impact the path and what destiny has been laid out for her. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know other listeners can relate to that, too. Number two, since we are on the Flow and Flourish podcast, tell me something that you do on a regular basis to manage your capacity so that you can flow and flourish regardless of the room that you're in. Oh, one of the things that I do on a daily basis, since November, my phone has been on silent without vibration. Look at here. And it does 
amazing things for you, does it? Amazing not? wonders. I'm not picking it up every time the text message goes off or <laughs> you know, I cut the notifications off on my phone. And one of the things that I most recently did was I deleted my email app off of my phone as well. And so those two things have helped me to really kind of stay and flow and flourish to, you know, not be constantly worried about the notifications and to know that, hey, I'll get them when I get there. When I pick my phone back up, I'll answer if I, you know, need to. But yeah, I've had my phone on silent since like October, November. Wow. That's so no, no vibration or anything and deleted the email app. And one of the other things that I did too was I went in because I have an iPhone. So what I did was I went in my internet mm-hmm. and deleted every window that was there. Because if I was going to use it, I would have used it by now. So just releasing myself from hoarding things that I'm not putting into practice right now. I was just getting ready to say, look at you making space. Making space. Listen, getting your capacity together. Okay, yes. I see you, girl. I'm about yes. to turn my vibrate off my notifications now. Yeah. Listen, if anybody hey. got a problem, you come call Latoya because she, look, she just got the capacity coach together. Okay. Come on. <laughs> You need permission to be able to flow and flourish as you help others flow and flourish. Oh, oh, girl, I love you. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. All right. Last but not least, we have talked about so many things. You've given so many gems. You've given me all kinds of goosebumps. And I know that the listeners are loving this conversation. If you could choose one thing that you wanted them to walk away knowing or feeling as a result of our time today, what would it be? Pain can also bring you freedom. Because mm. the very thing that tried to destroy me delivered me. Mm. My drop. That's it. That's it. And it's true. And you're, you're living proof. You're living proof. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being a history maker. Thank you for being part of this series. And thank you for owning your truth and for getting past the fear, walking in obedience. and helping so many of us to heal through what you do. Please tell us where we can find you, what you have coming up. I know that you have the free woman retreat coming up in September. So we're going to have to schedule some time to go live in the community to promote this as well. But go ahead, tell everybody where they can find you. And I'm going to include it in the show notes too. Awesome. Where you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the T-H-E Latoya Matthews. And that's Matthews with one T. Um, I found that out the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) So both platforms are the Latoya Matthews and I have my website, latoyamatthews.com as well. And that's primarily where I am usually on Facebook or Instagram. Those are my two platforms. And you can go to my website to find out more information about the services that I offer and, you know, keep up with the things that I'm doing. Oh, absolutely. So grateful to have you in the building today, ma'am. Thank you again for being here. It was such a blessing and honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, I can talk all day, especially when it comes to healing, right? But I am so glad that we're having the conversation and so thankful for the platform that you have to help, you know, show women's history this month and to put women out there. Yeah. Yeah. When one of us wins, we all win. We all win. So that's what it's about. We doing the each one teach one. We taking the back. That's it. That's it. That's it. No woman left behind. Okay. No woman left behind. Oh my goodness. I tried to tell y'all. 
I tried to tell y'all, was that not such a good episode? It was the conditioned woman versus the free woman for me. That just completely blew my mind. I hope that you take advantage of the steps she gave us if you are someone who's desiring to be free. Free from shame, free from guilt, free from being conditioned, and becoming the woman that God has called you to be. So make sure that you follow her on social media, you check out how you can work with her, and of course, utilize those four steps that she listed for us. As for our next episode, we are gonna be talking to the wealthy boss babe. So we're talking about cash flow, right? The coins, the money, the bag, whatever it is you prefer to call it. We're gonna be talking about how your cash flow or lack thereof impacts the other areas of your life. So make sure that you come ready to learn how to create and hit your income goals. I hope and pray that this series is blessing you, that you are enjoying all of the phenomenal women who are coming and sharing their stories and giving us the tips and tools and resources to manage our capacity so that we can show up in excellence in every single area of our lives. Make sure that you are telling me, telling all of us, and sharing with us what's helping you because we absolutely love to hear that. And one of the best ways you can do that is by rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And of course, sharing with us in social media, you have all of our links and ways to connect with us in the show notes. So please make sure that you are talking back to us and giving us the feedback. In the meantime and in between time, I continue to look forward to being your capacity coach and helping you to create your ideal work-life balance by managing your capacity so that you don't have to sacrifice yourself, your family, or what matters most to you. Talk to you soon.